the football neophyte, where an American who knows a lot about sports but little about soccer journeys through the 2018-19 Premier League season to discover a team to root for. All right, welcome to the Football Neophyte Podcast. It is Nate here. My co-host Chris uh, bailed last minute, so I'm flying solo, but I started the season without him, and I can surely finish without him as well. And this week, we are going to be diving into Huddersfield Town, and we are joined by Richard Kosmala from the And He Takes That Chance podcast. Richard, thank you so much for coming on. That's fine. An absolute pleasure. Good to speak to you. Yeah, so great to have you on. So, you know, we're late in the season, and unfortunately, we're, we're already with talking to a club that's in the relegation position, <laughs> is already relegated. So I wish the, the, the tone of our interview could be more hopeful, and maybe we'll get there. But first, just to start off, I mean, Americans generally are pretty clueless about the rest of the world. Um, you know, we may be able to point out where London is on an English map. <laughs> Maybe an American could tell you where Liverpool or Manchester are, but Huddersfield Town. Is Huddersfield <laughs> Town a town? Is, it a, is Huddersfield the name of the town or is the full name of the town Huddersfield Town? Help me understand uh, who we're talking about right now. Yeah, so Huddersfield is a town. Uh, just to confuse you a little bit more. So it's a little town, yet uh, we're about, I think it's about 30 miles from Manchester. So we're in the north of England. Uh, there's quite a lot of teams kind of in that catchment area because you mentioned there Liverpool, obviously Everton. They're not too far away, probably about an hour, an hour and 15 minutes drive. So hot competition, Leeds United, they're doing really well in the division below. They're probably whisper it quietly take our place in the next few weeks sadly but so yeah it's uh, a very small town and really the uh, the journey we've been on it's we were kind of two three divisions below where we are now so for us to kind of be in the uh, the Premier League obviously only for the two seasons it's, it's kind of been a, a dream really and uh, we thought we'd never see Premier League football and to be you know, to have not one but two seasons has been, you know, kind of beyond our dreams. And uh, although this season obviously has been a real tough, tough time, but yeah, we've uh, we've enjoyed it. Yeah, that's great. And so, are you from Huddersfield, or how did you become a, a fan of the club, a supporter? So yeah, uh, I it, probably like a lot of sports in uh, you know kind of followings. I was uh, taken to the game by my dad. Uh, many years ago now uh, he took me because Huddersfield used to have a different ground an older ground when I first went so when I was a kid it was uh, y your memories are a bit vague but I remember the first game quite we were in the third division down at then so kind of the what they call league one now uh, and they won six goals to three against the local rival and I thought this is great. They was having a, they were doing really well in the season. Did that season they ended up being promoted. So I thought this was how it was always going to be. Lots of goals, promotion, lots of success, and uh, obviously since then it's you know lots of ups, lots of downs. But yeah, basically uh, my dad put me in the car and we went to the game and that was it. Was was hooks really. 
Yeah, that's great. And are you still there in, in that, in that town or <clears throat> excuse me, or in that region? Yes. I, uh, kind of moved out of my parents house a bit ago now, but it's only five minutes away, uh, from where I lived before and to Huddersfield's ground. It's about 15 minutes in the car. So it's, it's no, no journey at all. Really. Uh, I can get a bus outside my house and it's very easy to get to really. It's a straight road really, but yeah, 15 minutes traveling time. And how big is Huddersfield? Like uh, population? Yeah, it's very small. I'd probably have to Google it there afterwards and that as well. But it's really small uh, place. It's not the, the the town centre is a bit, you know, it's very small. You wouldn't. It's not really a place you'd come to do much shopping, to be honest with you. And that as well. I'm maybe talking it down a little bit, but <laughs> uh, it's. Yeah, you could easily drive through it in about two minutes and not know it was there, really. So it is a bit of a, a an amazing journey, really, uh, you know, to be rubbing shoulders with the, the likes of Arsenal and Spurs. And it's incredible. What, what their supporters must think of, of our li- little town was is uh, kind of, I'd love to know. But, it's, <laughs> uh, yeah, we are what we are. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's always been good because it's been a community club. So... We do a lot of things for the community, like the uh, the chairman we have. He uh, he kind of makes gets breakfast for the local school children. It's incredible, really, to think some people don't have a breakfast in the morning. So we yeah. kind of get involved with that. There's a charity bike ride that, that that happens at the end of every season. That is happening in a few weeks, raising money for charity and you know air ambulances and things. So it's a real community club, Huddersfield, and and that's what means a lot to me, really, because. We could all support Manchester City or Manchester United, but Huddersfield gives things back to the community, and that that means a lot to me. The values of the club. Yeah, that's great. I, it's amazing. Like even knowing that now, how small the how small the town is, and um, it reminds me. I went to a university here. That's actually it's a massive university. The fo- the American football team has been rather. Uh, like mediocre over the years with some seasons of, of brilliance, but more or less like mediocre, but uh, Notre Dame, who is one yeah. of the most iconic uh, university, particularly for American football, they played at our stadium and I got to go to the game and it was so remarkable to see those uniforms, to see the iconic gold helmets in person. I could imagine in some ways, uh, obviously you've been a lot, the club's been around a lot longer and there've probably been times when, you know, the man U's have, have visited, but I imagine there's a similarity there where you've got a smaller town with a smaller ground and yet here come the big boys, you know, over the last couple of seasons, oh. it's gotta be quite remarkable. It has, it's been incredible because, you know, we were playing, uh, you know, some real <laughs> kind of little, you know, kind of clubs and towns and things as well. But I think, Huddersfield is a team that doesn't, you know, throw, even though the owner, it kind of is, I think it's worth about 150 million. He's not, he's not kind of throwing the money where, say, you know, obviously you chat to the Wolves guy, that's a little bit different. They've thrown some real money at it and we've yep. just done it kind of, so, you know, to, to get out of the division below. So that we were in the third division when the owner took over in 2008 and, you know, we we tried so hard to get promoted. We failed a few times in the playoffs and, and things. We finally got up to the to the championship, the next division down from the Premier League, and and then really because you've got some really big teams in there like Aston Villa and Sheffield Wednesday and, and things. So we were really, you know, kind of we were 
we thought that that was a step up then. So to, to go up one more step, it was incredible. And the thing is, in the journey that we had, we never, uh, in the playoffs, we never won a game. It's an incredible story, really. So we finished I think, fifth in the league uh, and we, we, we drew the first leg of the playoff, nil-nil. The second wow. leg of the playoff, we drew 1-1. Uh, and it was an own goal, ironically. So, but but and then we won a penalty shootout to get to the final, and again that was a nil-nil at Wembley in the final of the playoff against Reading, and we won the penalty shootout again uh, wow. at the final. And and yeah, it's, so it was incredible, really. And then I think if we were all honest, we thought we'd stay one season, and we probably thought we got the season that we got this season last season. Yeah, but. Amazingly, we got off to a great start. You know, we even bet Manchester United at home, which was probably our pinnacle, really, in the uh, in the Premier League. When you look back on it now, even though we finished with the draw at Chelsea and at Manchester City at the end of last season to keep us in the league, but Manchester United at home, it was incredible. But Mourinho was there, and yeah, you know, we we, we were two 0 up after about twenty five minutes. It was driving rain, cold. It was all the conditions that kind of brings a bit of an upset and. We were just pinching ourselves. We were looking at the scoreboard behind with our badge on, a Manchester United badge, and it said 2 0 to us. And we were people taking pictures. And it was the night was incredible. We, I don't remember getting home. We had so much to drink. And oh, it, yeah. the Huddersfield was celebrating because I think you knew that season. I just knew that every time we had a good time, because obviously we lost a lot of games again last season. You, I just thought, just suck it all up, take it in. These are the moments that we might never see again. So I, I made a point of enjoying all them moments. And wow, it was, uh, I just remember the next day watching, buying every paper, watching every replay on the TV. It was incredible. And uh, yeah, we were in fantasy land really at that time. It was in October last year, but yeah, obviously reality is uh, hit us hard this time, but you'll never take the memories away from us. Yeah, that's great. And you know, it's, it seems like maybe that was the, uh, the beginning of the end for old Jose there at Man U. You guys, you guys can lay that, uh, lay claim to yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> it was interesting. Yeah, it was fun because the, uh, the interview afterwards, he was in, you know, he said that we wanted it more than them and uh, he was kind of, said he couldn't believe it. He was saying we were the better team and, you know, like he plays his mind games, doesn't he? But he, uh, yeah, he, maybe, yeah. It, I mean, because really, in, you Huddersfield could play Manchester United. I mean, we're playing them actually in, in a couple of weeks, at the, you know, uh, to finish the season off at home and uh, yeah obviously difference now they've got Pogba and uh, a few others but I think Pogba played that was it I think he might have been substitute that day I did, there was some strange goings on like there was with Mourinho but I know Lukaku played and yeah it was incredible I mean Manchester United pulled a goal back with the goal, with about 10 minutes to go and then it was it was almost like a cup final we were hands over his eyes with stuff flashing across the bus Rashford and, and I remember just thinking wow this is you know, we're not going to hang on here. But, uh, yeah, I think that day we only had, like, 20% possession. We didn't, but we won the game. It was, it, honestly, it was incredible. Uh, it'll be remembered forever, I think, in Huddersfield uh, as, as, as a real, you know, great uh, great night. Oh, that's great. Well, let's look back a little further in your history. So give me give me a bit more of the history of the club. I, it, from what I've kind of seen and researched, there is some some really beautiful highlights early on or yeah. earlier years. So give me a bit of the history of the club. Yeah, there is. So the club was founded in 1908, uh, but our finest hours. So if you see our badge, it's got three stars above it. Uh, so in 1924, 1925 and 1926, obviously quite a few years ago now, we were the first team to win the, uh, 
the top division, obviously the Premier League as it's known now, but the, the Football League as it was known then. We were the first team to win it three times in a row. Wow. And it's a, it's a song that we sing. Uh, there's a song about that. Those were the days, my friend. I don't know if you've heard of it, but we, we mentioned that we won the league three times in a row. And obviously there's other teams that have done it now since, but we're really proud of that. And uh, that time it was, uh, you know, Herbert Chapman was the manager who went then managed Arsenal uh, and did a, did the same with them. So he, I went to Arsenal. It's ironic. We played Spurs last Saturday and I was staying near the Arsenal ground, the Emirates. So mm-hmm. I went there and uh, there was a, a statue of Herbert Chapman and I had my picture taken with him and he was <laughs> really big. Uh, so he left Huddersfield, went to Arsenal and did exactly the same there. So there's big history in, between us, Huddersfield and Arsenal. And we, for a couple of seasons, we played a friendly when Arsenal Bengal was there. as kind of called it the Herbert Chapman Trophy. So it was just a kind of, you know, this manager had done amazing things at obviously two different teams. I think our record attendance back in the old stadium, I think in the days where there was no safety concerns, where they just packed everybody in. Yeah. I think it was 60, 67,037, I think it was. I think that probably in the, the 20s as well. I wow. remember seeing an old grainy photo, but yeah, obviously our capacity is much smaller now and you wouldn't get them kind of crowds. But Huddersfield's always been uh, kind of a club with a proud history, but uh, kind of it's, it's had its ups and downs I think the last time we were in the Premier League as it was then well the first division that was in 1970 but I think the, the problem Huddersfield has always had because my dad kind of tells me the story when I was at Pawn then that we got promoted and we didn't have the finances to uh, to stay in the division so all of a sudden we've gone from the, from that season I think it was 1970 when we were in the the old Premier League we relegated in the first season and then all of a sudden within eight years that they plummeted to the fourth division. So they've gone down four tiers in oh, wow. like eight seasons. But obviously then, you know, and some real struggles for the crowds. I think then they, they used to get like about 30,000 and they dropped to like 3,000. So the supporters had totally been disillusioned with the club. And uh, so when I kind of started supporting in the 80s, it was just starting to get on its feet again. Uh, and they won kind of the third, the fourth tier title in 1980. 1983, they won the third tier title and ended up in the, the second division. Uh, and then eventually, they never got back into the kind of the, the top flight, obviously, until now. But the, they, the second yeah, division back then, that's the current day championship? That is right, yeah. Okay. Uh, it was a little bit different then where there was not kind of the finances, the TV deals, obviously, a lot better now, even in the championship. So the money... Obviously, the players' wages were a little bit different, but the big one of the biggest things now recently through the it's a few years ago now, but 1994 we moved to a new stadium uh, in Huddersfield, which was just across from the old stadium, which was good. So it wasn't like some of the other ones where they move, like Atletico Madrid, where I go to quite a bit. So they moved like poof, 20 miles across the city, but this was just a stone's throw across from the ground, and the the old stadium was really dropping to bits. It was. Uh, there was holes in the roof. You wouldn't believe it was yeah. real. And it revitalised. So we were getting crowds of in the old stadium about 6,000 average. <laughs> when we went yeah. to the new stadium, we were in the third division then. We we were getting crowds of 16,000. So 10,000, we'd almost like nearly trebled our support and because of the facilities. And then that, and it's kind of a nice story. In the first season, we went in the new stadium. We won promotion to the championship as it is now. Uh Again, uh, in a dramatic playoff final, we won at Wembley. Uh, yeah. And then pretty much then it's been a kind of, we've never 
we, we nearly got into the playoffs in the championship that we ended up going back again down to the third division in I think 2003 and I think that that was a real low moment for the club because we went into administration basically the money had all run out we had a we had a guy in so I don't remember Steve Bruce but we uh, in 2000 he was with the captain of Manchester United he's the manager of Sheffield Wednesday now but so we got taken over by an owner who was kind of into his, his satellite systems television was his kind of genre but he wasn't a Huddersfield guy but for one season we were throwing silly money at players players were coming from like the Premier League and, and abroad and, and really we were paying money that we couldn't afford to keep mm. that season we, we were in the play we were top of the league in like Christmas but by the end of the season we just missed out on the playoffs then all of a sudden the guy pulled his money out and we went into administration so the club was very close to going under in fact did you start is that I'm trying to remember is when you go into administration is that when you start with like the minus 17 points for the next yeah season? then at that point there was no kind of amazingly there was no kind of punishment regarding the league table but the biggest problem you had is like creditors so I don't know the local say the local food places who were supplying the food to the club would not any debts that we they were owed by us we couldn't pay them and we had to pay them back like I don't know five pence in the pound something basically players players didn't get paid the club didn't have enough money it was it was close to completely disappearing and that was in the new stadium as well so it was it was they were really bad times we were we couldn't sign any players because we couldn't afford anyone we got relegated again the club the, the season after but luckily we had some good young players so the, it, again it was quite a story the 2000 and the season after the uh, the relegation and the administration we we basically started at the bottom tier from scratch and a, and a guy who used to be our manager when we were doing really well he came back to the club and he, he, he was an incredible, but we got promoted the season. Uh, when Wembley was being renovated, so we didn't play the final, we played it at Cardiff in the Millennium <laughs> Stadium. And we, we eventually, we again, we won on the playoffs in the penalties again, which we seem to be, every time we get promoted, it's always via penalties. It's a strange <laughs> one. But, and that was one of the most enjoyable seasons because the players, wow, they were just like young kids. They'd come through the Huddersfield area. Uh, we had no money really then to buy anyone, but it was such an amazing journey. And you know, even though we were like the bottom of the ladder in in regarding professional football in England, the the the, the feel good spirit and the final and everything. And yeah, it's never dull being a Huddersfield Town fan. You see, if we're not going up, we're going down. Or some miraculous escapes on the last day of the season. But yeah, it's never dull. Yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, so do you, it's obviously the, the area of the country that you're in has some really prominent teams around there. Do you have a natural rival or a local derby? What's that look like? Yeah, Leeds United so I touched on it at the start of the call. But uh, yeah, they're, obviously they were, you know, they've always kind of pretty much been in the divisions above us. Uh, if people back in the day were mentioning that in, in the 60s Huddersfield were the better team but there's been a rivalry so it's kind of an interesting area Huddersfield it's like I'd say within within about 25 mile well maybe not that much but 15 mile radius there's you know there's people from kind of that could support Leeds or Huddersfield so you could go into say a bar and there'd be a Huddersfield fan and a Leeds fan in you know talking with each other with the shirts on and things and so there's only 10 miles between the clubs 
so that that's been a real rivalry and and, and the season Huddersfield got into the Premier League they beat Leeds twice which uh, oh, wow. will always be remembered because it was live on TV and Huddersfield won in the last minute uh, and it was uh, and there was a bit of uh, kind of nearly fighting between the coaches so <laughs> there was an in- incident as well so it'll go down in, in folklore but but of, but Leeds is a bit really big city. The Huddersfield's only a little town, so it, eventually Leeds were going to, you know, get it together. But yes, unfortunately, it's, it's been a real tough season for us being relegated, and it looks like probably Leeds are going to leapfrog us as well. So, can imagine in the bars now, it's the Leeds fans that are, uh, you know, happy and smiling. The Huddersfield fans are kind of uh, drinking their beer in a quiet corner. But obviously, yeah. We shall see what happens. But yeah, and then there's another team called Bradford City. They used to be in the Premier League uh, probably about 20 years ago. They're about eight miles from Huddersfield. But we've not played them as many times recently because we've always been in different divisions. But So it's really good. It's the rivalry that makes the uh, the fun, really. So For sure. You know, it wouldn't, yeah, so it's you've just got to take our medicine now. We were really happy and giving all the, the stick to the Leeds fans when we were promoted. And now it's... Uh, yeah, I think if they there's only four games to go, but I think if they win two of them, they'll be promoted. But I think the problem is now with English football is, well, it's, it's probably the same everywhere. It's it's a if you've not got like the mega money, it's very hard to compete. You know, as we've found out, and even though we've thrown at it, we we spent like forty million last year on players, which yeah. is not a, for Huddersfield. It's incredible amounts of money. When yeah. I was telling you there that we couldn't even afford to buy anyone not too long ago, and then, and it, but even that, what we spent has not been enough to compete. And but even though the the guy we've beaten, we've only won three games this year, and two of them was against Wolverhampton, you know, uh-huh. the uh, team that. So which is really strange because they've had a really good season, but yeah, we've just been found out the team spirit's not. I think when you're losing every week, the heads have gone down, and it's like at Tottenham last Saturday we. We started okay, and then we went two goals behind, and then that's it. The game was done. We just can't score any goals, and obviously in football, you need to you need to have that firepower. And we've not got that. Yep. Um, what's the why? Why the Terriers? Where does that nickname come from? Well, it's it's in a district called York, Yorkshire, so obviously kind of your states over there, aren't you? But uh, yeah, so it's kind of a, a state, as we'd probably call it, uh, Yorkshire, and just there. Uh, kind of dogs uh, yeah. that people have so it's a kind of a Yorkshire Terrier so that, that's where it's come from really and that as well it's uh, it's obviously been a big thing this year so this season on the shirts on the jersey they've uh, they put the Terrier and, as a badge yeah um, but it never it always had a Terrier on our badge but it was a, a crest before so that caused some controversy uh, we kind of changed our badge and a lot of people thought they were doing it just for kind of marketing you know so to sell some shirts in Asia and things like that and to try and get some different kind of fans on board but so it'll be interesting next season to see you know whether they change back to the old badge but uh so yeah that's pretty much it really not nothing uh, like kind of that dramatic but yeah it's just that yeah. the, the dark breed of dog is a, a, a terrier from Yorkshire and we are the terriers yeah yeah it makes sense you mentioned uh, that you guys have one of the songs or chants that you sing is kind of reference to, to being the three-time champions. Is that 
Yeah. Is that the song? Do you have a chant or a song that's like the standard that everyone knows that either the, the players walk out to or it's kind of the main chant or do you have lots of lots of them that that are primary? Yeah, we have lots of them, but uh, yeah, it's really strange. So I was mentioning in the 1920s when they won uh, the, the three titles in a row, they, obviously there was that song, but then there's another one which was which we used to sing in the twenties, but they've kind of tried to transform that as a bit of an anthem in, you know, 2000 and obviously 19 as it is now. And it's, uh, it goes on for a bit. It's not a bad song, but yeah, those were the days, my friend is the one. Those were the days, my friend, we thought they'd never end. We won the league three times in a row. We won the FA cup. And then we used to say, and now we're going up or, and now we're staying up. Yes, we are the town. And that's it. But yeah, there's loads of different ones. A lot of it depends on the pop songs, probably that are uh, doing well and, and adapted with players' names and things. But yeah, it's been really, the atmosphere in the ground's been much better in the last few seasons. We've kind of bring, brought like a singing section to the ground. It, when we first moved in the ground, it was pretty, you know, not very noisy and things. And they've done a lot to create an atmosphere there. Obviously the team's doing, well, until this season, done really well. So it's... Uh, it's, it's a good place to be. A lot of uh, young uh, children have come to watch now and, and, and women as well. It's the kind of the clientele of the, the support base has really changed since I've noticed, uh, you know, especially in the last 10 years, and it's really good. Yeah, that's, that's great. I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen a match yet, uh, uh, Premier League or English club match yet, but it's one of the things I'm most looking forward to when I can get out there is – to experience the atmosphere of the grounds and um, yeah. something so, so unique. And I know that we have something unique here in the States as I've talked to my British friends who have come over and been to different sporting atmospheres yeah. here, but there's something, there's something about the English football atmosphere that's, that's really appealing. And part of it is the songs and the chants and the, the freshness of them where you can have a song that, those were the days that harken back to years gone by. But also you have a player who comes up and his name rhymes with something clever. And so here comes, you know, a chant that has to do with something really specific or really myopic, (laughs) a particular player. And there's something so, so cool and unifying about that. Right. That's what we love about sports is we can go to a sporting event wearing the same shirt, wearing the same Jersey as, as the guy sitting next to us, never met him before. And in a moment of exhilaration, we're hugging and <laughs> high-fiving. And, yeah. you know, it's like there's something unifying and beautiful and, and songs and singing and chants personify that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's always, as, as been, it's, it's really in the bars before the game, you, you'll get the songs as well being sung. So that's really good. And then you, you transfer that into the stadium and uh, it's quite powerful. Yeah, that's great. So we are, there's four, four matches left in the season, but unfortunately, even <laughs> uh, weeks ago now, um, you entered relegation and it was confirmed that you'd be relegated. Yep. So I'm mostly curious, um, what, from your perspective, what are the players playing for right now and and then i guess the follow-up question is as a fan knowing you're going down what do you what are you hoping for what what do you 
or wanting to see in your club over these last few matches? Well, two of the last four games against Liverpool, obviously we were battling for the title and Manchester United. So if we're being realistic, whew, uh, Watford on Saturday and Southampton, I, I think we'll struggle to win another game. I think the problem has been that the, uh, I think because we've lost so many games, I would say until about you know Christmas time, even though we were losing games, the spirit was still good. We were only losing games by a goal and, and there was still genuine hope we maybe could get out of the, uh, the mess we're in. But after Christmas, the manager kind of, they changed the coach and the heads have gone down. It's a really difficult one now because you've got some players who know they won't be a Huddersfield next season. Yeah. So yeah. their the commitment has not been all it has that it looks, you know. So some of the... Some of these players have not, have not been picked, uh, and then when the international why, board, why did they why did they know because they know they're going to transfer during the transfer window to a team that's still in the Premier League or into another yeah. league is that is that how they know it's basically like we're yeah. we don't play in lower divisions that type of like app, like mindset yeah it's a moot point so the, it, there's three of our players who's who the man the coach has not picked for the last three weeks because he has said that he's found out that they've been looking for transfers uh, to other teams. So he's taken the view that if you're not committed and you're not going to be with us next season, then you're not going to play, which has kind of hindered, obviously, the team because they are the better players. But it's kind of, well, you're not going to be here, so you're not playing. So, the, But obviously, there are better players. So it's a really bit awkward, to be honest with you, with, with some of them. I think, uh, yeah... <laughs> So this is a, a bit, to another another thing I noticed, right? I think um, one of the biggest things I noticed in the match is that there were out of the nineteen goals that you, that Huddersfield scored this year, nine of those goals were sitting on the bench to start the the match, right? Yeah. And like it didn't <laughs> to be, but now it makes a bit more sense that yeah, huh? Okay. This is the thing. It's like y'all saying what a lot of our supporters are saying. Though we're baffled quite a bit because, yeah, against Tottenham on Saturday, you make a good point that two of the guys who scored the goals they're on the bench and they came on and they made a big difference to us. I mean, we nearly scored, but obviously we lost four nil in the end. But yeah, but if they'd have started, who knows? Things could have been different. But it's such a yeah, it's it's almost like we can't wait for the season to finish and. I'm worried next next Friday we're playing Liverpool and yeah. Salah and Salah and Firmino and God it could be and it's a way it could be anything that's five six seven or hopefully <laughs> they'll they'll take pity on us because they're playing Barcelona the week after so hopefully they'll take pity on us but yeah it's uh, we're just quite out of our depth unfortunately yeah but as a fan what are you, what are you hoping for I mean this it's such a unique so I'll, I'll digress for a second. It's such a unique position in sports because, uh, or at least from an American perspective, because our players have contracts and though they can demand trades, really only the elite players demand yeah. trades. And so if you're the worst team in the league, we also have the incentive of, our drafts, right? So Draft, yeah. drafts, and yeah. if you're the worst team, and there's problems with that. I, the top in, some ways, yeah. Yeah, in some ways, I prefer the relegation style. But all that to say, these guys know 
most of them. So the Phoenix Suns are a great example uh, for the basketball team. They are a really bad team, but they're really young and they've been trying to build this club up and it's possible like there may be one draft, another draft pick away to making a huge leap next year. But these, all the, like most of the players will be back and the ones who leave won't be the best. Right. So, yeah. So as a fan, like what, how do you navigate your fandom around a club when you know, like, Hey, we brought in these great players we love them and we're thankful for them because they got us up. But now yeah. we're, we're yeah. like being yeah. relegated and some of them are going to leave. Right. Like how do you navigate that? Yeah. I think we're, 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 we're kind of from a working class area where we, where our team is. So I think a lot of the fans, as long as they see people give, even though they know they're not going to be there next season, as long as they're giving everything, every sweat, blood till the end, they can, cope with that they're, they're happy I think the problem has been this season you know maybe harshly but it seems some of these players are not say as running as fast running longer as they did last season when we were doing a bit better so I think it all depends really on how you know if people are giving everything and I would say since February this year that that has not happened and it's created a bit of a friction between the supporters and the some of the players and uh, but there's it's hard to out of the team that played on Saturday I would say there's probably only about four or five that you would maybe be see around next season there's going to be such a turnaround in players it's going to be uh, really difficult but yeah I think it all depends on it's like on Saturday you know whether we win or lose I don't know probably not lose not win like we, we normally do but if for me if everybody's giving everything, going for all the tackles, running hard, even if they miss the, the chances, I don't have a problem with that. It's the yeah. other guys that are not. That's the issue for me. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so that leads me to another question. Then is you're you're going down. There's going to be huge turnover. It it seems that your you know. Fulham and Brighton or Cardiff, whoever ends up going down, you would think that those, those three teams automatically become the favorites to win the championship next year. But if you, the, the Huddersfield team going down or the Fulham team or whoever is going down and they get a whole bunch of players who bail, yeah. in some ways you're starting new and it seems like it could be a slippery slope, right? Is that, is that accurate? Absolutely, very accurate. Yeah, bang on that, definitely. I mean, I think the last season, Stoke City, they got relegated and they had, you know, some real, in my opinion, some really good players, which they kept majority of them. So they were thinking, and they added a couple of players as well. One actually played for us. So you would have thought, I would thought they would definitely be knocking on the door for promotion and they finished, well, they're 17th in the league now. And oh. so... Wow. It just shows that, you know, it's not, sometimes it's not about the names on the back of the shirts. It's about, you know, kind of the desire and passion in there. So I suppose for those, again, it, finance is not everything because the championship is a strange division where, yeah. I mean, we got promoted on, on the lowest, one of the lowest wage budgets that season. And I think it was coming up this year, Norwich and probably Leeds, they, they, they're 
theirs won't be as much as, say, Aston Villa or some of the others, Sheffield Wednesday. But it's so money's not everything. But I think the problem with us, we've, there's so much rebuilding to do. We, I mean, we've got 14 points, as you know. We're nowhere near staying up. It's not like, say, if we stayed up last season with 38 points, say if we, we'd have gone down that last game, you would think, well, there's, we're not far away, really. So we only need a few players. This yeah. time it feels like there's a real revolution needed and that means, you know, he might even need another coach, to be honest with you. The one we've got now doesn't seems a bit of a maybe out of his depth. So I think I'm more worried, I've got to be honest with you, than getting relegated again rather than getting back into the Premier League. I'm more worried we could more likely to go down again than because the division's a real tough division, the championship. There's more games than the Premier, eight more games and you need different skills. It's you're playing, you know, twice, three times a week. It's it's a difficult, and you've got to be really, you know, up for it. And at the moment, looking at some of our guys, they're not. So I think we need a lot of recruitment. It's uh, it's going to be a much changed team when we play in August again in the new division. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it's such a that's so interesting. Um, you have an American on your team, Danny Williams. Has he yep. been there long? I mean, he's born in Germany, but he's got the dual citizenship, and yeah, you know, he's on Team USA or has been on on the the US Men's National yeah. Team. Uh, but he didn't start. I saw he came on later in the game. Uh, what do you make yeah. of him? Has he been on the team long? Well, he, he's had horrific luck with injuries. Uh, so we signed him. It's ironic, really. We signed him from the team we bet to get into the Premier League uh-huh. at Wembley. At Wembley, so he's. He, it was an amazing bit of footage where when we scored the winning penalty, the other shield players are going wild and celebrating. And Danny Williams is lying on the turf, punching the turf, thinking his time for the Premier League was not going to happen. And then ironically, we signed him <laughs> uh, in the summer because he was out of contract at the team we played, Reading. So, but it's been a nightmare for him. He's had two really, you know, big injuries, cruciate injuries. He's, this season, he's probably played two, three games tops. And last season, oh, wow. again, was the same. He, it's it's quite a he's such an inspiring character because you see on his Instagram, he's he's in the gym, he's doing everything he can to recover. And then when he broke down again, it was just like wow, he's a midfielder. And he, you know, so he's back now. But it's such a shame whether he'll sign new contracts. I don't know, but it's just a, such a shame we'll never see the the we've never seen the best of him because he's. He's always been injured, and uh, yeah. yeah, it's. Uh, but his attitude, his his spirit, and you know, to come back from these bad injuries is, I take my hat off to him. Yeah, that's great. Well, each week we like to we like to focus on on a term, something maybe you know we might hear in commentary, or you know, something that's thoroughly British that as Americans we don't use. <laughs> uh, so. I'd love for you to enlighten us. I have a question on something you already said. I think I know the context of it, but um, you said you had something you wanted to share, then I'll ask you for for a little explanation on something. Yeah, I mean, it's more of the crowd noise, the, the chanting, uh, that the singing that goes on. So you'll often get, you know, kind of abuse of the, you know, kind of referee and, and things like that as well. So it's... Uh, you often get that, and it puts pre- pressure on the referees as well. But uh, in where we come from, it, there's kind of quite a lot of dialects in in the in 
the north. So it's go get them on side or you know linesman get your flag up or you know stuff like that as well. It's uh, you can often come to a game with it, someone who's from the south of England and they can't understand what we're saying. It's really funny. So it's uh, it all depends really on what you know which team we're playing. So sometimes yeah. say you're playing a London team, you you know you'd say you'd sing to them you what you what because you and then they would say the same to us because you know sometimes depending on sometimes what whether it's swear word or whatever you can we've got different dialects and, and accents and things so that's quite amusing really oh that's cool well one of the things that you already said that we don't say i think i caught what the meaning is because of the context but you said bang on that you're bang on that yeah, bang on that. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> so just explain that that means like right on or you, you hit the point or is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So bang on. Uh, kind of we're very direct. I think where we come from up in kind of Yorkshire, Huddersfield. So yeah, it's uh, you ask a question, you'll get an answer. The people are very blunt. They'll tell you how they're feeling all the time. So it's, uh, it's yeah. So bang on that is like, yeah that's good we've done well or you know that's a really positive you know thing and that as well or like like some of the points you've made to, on this uh, you know podcast that's bang on yeah it's kind of yeah thumbs up really that's probably what it means probably best to sum up oh that's great well richard thank you so much man this has been a pleasure it's been great to learn about huddersfield and you know my my hope is the, the slippery slope is not true, that it's a sticky, sticky spot at the top for you <laughs> in the championship yeah. next year. But it's been great to learn and, and hear really from the perspective of a team, uh, you know, that is already down and has to, to set their mind on the positives. So thank you for bringing that, that positive spin. It's an absolute pleasure. And uh, just to kind of to close, it's, it's incredible. It's it's one calendar year since we won a game on a Saturday, which is when we play all our games in England. So <sighs> when you think about that, that is, but yet the supporters still cheer. They sing. We took three thousand five hundred people to London on to Tottenham on last week. It's it is it not many places our sports where that kind of loyalty kind is around. So we've got some good supporters, and yeah, hopefully we'll we maybe come back to the Premier at some point. But it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much, Nate. Yeah, thank you. And it's it's uh, you can follow Richard at Super Kos, that's Super K O S on Twitter, or uh, take a listen to their podcast. He takes that chance podcast there also on Twitter at, at takes that chance. So again, thanks so much, and uh, good luck this weekend. Pleasure. Good night. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Football Neophyte Podcast. No thanks to Chris, who bailed last minute. Apparently, the pod just doesn't pay him enough. Our theme song is Something Elated by Broke for Free. Thanks to One Mission, a community development organization giving people in poverty the opportunity to earn a house by serving their community. If you like these podcasts, go to onemission.org donate and make a donation to this amazing organization. 100% of your donation will go directly to projects and programs and be tied directly to a family. That's onemission.org slash donate. Recording, mixing, everything's done by me, except the intro. That's done by my beautiful wife, Emily. Celebrating 10 years this week. Love you, babe. We're on both iTunes and Google Play. Please rate us and comment if you enjoy the pod. 
You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Football Neophyte. That's at Football Neophyte without the E. We'll be back next week where we feature Manchester United. Until then, grace, peace, and love. Could even block that. <laughs> you see that? I did. Drexler could block that. Yeah. Well, it depends on how hard he shot it. But if Drexler is there and he was in the middle, Drexler would block that. That is a very bad goalie. That is. This is a, a great play, though. Look at this cross. Great control. Great shot. That goalie's bad. He is a very bad goalie.